This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Davo, we sit here after six points out of six from two home games. We talked, didn't we, after Barnett on the podcast and both privately about how it was so important that we weren't getting too hung up on the fact that we lost the first game and all that positivity from pre-season was maintained and kept going and we carried that into Gateshead. I mean, how impressed were you with the last two performances? Yeah, like you say, the one word I mentioned in, in the last episode or the episode before was reaction. And I think for me, we've definitely saw a positive reaction from the lads. Um, I said in that pre-season, I said, you know, you look at these two home games, I said four out of six minimum, we've took six. So for me, an absolutely brilliant start to life at home. And like I say, long may it continue. And again, I don't want to get... I don't know what the word but would be. I think it would be cocky. I don't want to get too... Ahead of ourselves. Too, too soon. But I think when I look at this league, I genuinely don't fear anyone. I don't. I think pools, for me, are... Well, I think we're a match for anyone. I, I really, really do. It's quite interesting. I was actually having a conversation with someone last night about this whole thing of, you know, when when we're playing really good football in the National League and, and like last night where it was more free-flowing and... We were just relentless in terms of the way we were going at them, especially in the second half. It's really enjoyable, isn't it, to watch? And then you contrast that to when we're in League Two and and especially last season when we were struggling and it's kind of a bit of a burden to go and watch pools. But it's kind of catch-22, in it? Because you'd rather be in the Football League, but it's really nice to be enjoying these positives and, and these wins at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. I mean, all you ever want from Pools is to win games, play nice, decent football. And like I say, last night was a huge example of that. So for me, you know, hopefully, you know, come April, we are rewarded. So let's go back to Saturday, Gateshead. Obviously, a bit of a different game, wasn't it, to the one that we seen last night, it was a, a game in which we had to be more patient. We obviously had 10 men. We eventually got there. Manny D, fantastic in terms of being there at the right place at the right time. And 
We haven't had that for a long time. We've been crying out for it, haven't we? Someone who just knows where to be. I mean, especially with the second goal, the way that he just catches the defender napping and kind of cuts across him, puts it in the net. Talk to me about the Gator game. You know, how did you feel coming away from that? Did you feel like we deserved the win? Did you feel like a draw would have been a fair result with the way that Gator had the possession you know, and the, and the way that they were keeping the ball and, and trying to create something. But for me, John Askey set up with a clear way of playing that. He knew that they were going to have the ball and he was happy to let them have the ball because he knew that they weren't going to do anything with it. That's my perception. How did you feel? I mean, first and foremost, I mean, it wasn't a pretty watch and I was quite quick to jump down the, the barrel and, and maybe not look at the, the pitcher as a whole, but... You know, after coming away from the Gator game and reflecting, you know, it was generally a good. I think the only way you could say it is a, is a tactical masterclass mm-hmm. from from John Askey. Obviously, Gate said, you know, I think it was pretty common coming into the game that you know there were teams that liked to be on the ball, dictate possession, and, and John Askey was like, okay, you know, do it, you know, and the way we set up it in that game, I mean, obviously more so in the second half, but it was like, yeah, you know, you do your thing and, and we'll do ours, you know, and it was simply, you know let them come forward, but at the end of the day, like you said, they lacked that final ball in the final third, you know, it was like, they could get to our 18-yard box, but it was like, once they got forward, there was there was no final idea of what to do, and I thought Pearls were were genuinely fantastic when it came to the transition, because every time we did come forward, you know, we were making the most of it, and I think we did deserve to win, because at the end of the day, we took our chances, Gated didn't at the end of the day, I thought the two goals we we scored with brilliant goals. I thought they were well worked. Seaman, you know, the magic man himself on the right-hand side, did well for the first goal. And, and that second goal, again, the transition, that counter-attack coming forward. Manny D, I think he was the one who played the ball across the cook and it was the dart and run in the 18-yard box. He found the space, he had the time, and it was a simple tap-in from close range, right at the death, to steal a valuable three points. But, yeah, very different to what we saw last night in terms of style, in terms of approach. But, I think it's quite refreshing to the fact that you know we are capable to adjust, to adapt to certain games, to certain oppositions. The fact that we can, you know, we are quite adaptable. And I think that's a really good point that you've made there about we are going to have to, on occasions, adjust the way we play because the National League isn't... You know, the different types of teams that you have, they come with different... So, like, your Chesterfield, for example, may want to play more free-flowing football, whereas there's going to be teams that, no disrespect, their best way to get something is going to be hoofing the ball long with big, strong, physical players. And we're going to have to know how to deal with that. Because it's all right being able to defend a certain style of play you've got to adapt to a lot of different things in the National League not only the referees as I know we will touch on very shortly but the different teams and the different characteristics that they have now we don't always go into the specifics and and the individual players but I think it's good to pick out a couple and we'll go with the three players that well, the three players that we've got down on the vote for the man of the match, and then obviously we'll talk about the red card situation, but let's talk about three individuals. First of all, I just want to touch on Charlie Seaman, which of course we'll discuss later on when we're talking about last night, and I still honestly 
can't believe that finish the odd like the audacity just to be able to hit it that hard and and with that accuracy and to take on your men and megs and everything about it was just incredible but going back to Saturday the first goal was created by Charlie Seaman I mean how impressed were you not only with that run that he made but his overall performance yeah he's shown great quality and you know we are only three games into the National League National League campaign but you just get that vibe that every game is just getting better and better and more and more confident. And you touch on that goal last night to have the confidence to do that and the ability. It was just a, a magnificent moment in time. But yeah, great work, you know, and whatever is going on on the training field, whatever we've done in pre-season in terms of, you know, training, you know, to play in certain ways, it's everything just seems to be coming off. We are really genuinely playing some really good Mm. intricate quality football and it's it's a pleasure to watch and a key part of that is someone who's going to put the goals in and of course Manny D bag two on Saturday and, and he got 28% of the um, man of the match vote from the poll that we put out this morning and obviously Charlie Seaman got 5% more at 33% but how refreshing is it I've already touched on it but Manny D someone who knows where to be who tracks back as well which I really like about him he has a really good work ethic You've just touched on the point I was going to make. That's one thing I do love about Manny D. It's not just the fact that he's focused on scoring goals as well. He is quite happy to to track back, to come deep, and to win the ball, and and you know, and, and help create play and help you know dictate the flow of possession, which is always refreshing. But I think we were all excited when we when when Manny signed from Halifax. We all knew the potential that he had. You know, he had a great great chance of succeeding. I think early on, you know, obviously he didn't go to. The Barnett game of suspension, but the last two games, I think, are great examples of the fact that I think he's in for a really good season, whether that's alongside Rhea or whether that's alongside Josh when he comes back from his suspension. But, yeah, I think we've got a really good quality striker, like you say, a fox in the box. He's intelligent. He knows where to be, and hopefully he can be a part of something really special this season. And whilst you mentioned it, we can't record without discussing the whole Josh Amara red card situation for me you can't go in diving like that feet in the air completely out of control yes you didn't touch the man or got very little of him yes the ref was always going to give a red card he he practically had his hand on the red card before he'd even made the foul and it's just dangerous playing it really whether someone's made a meal out of it whether you've hardly touched him you cannot go diving in like that. What were your thoughts on the whole red card at the weekend? It's tricky. I mean, my f- angle of seeing it from where I sit in the Ackland home stand, it looked bad. The first replay that I saw after the game looked bad. But another angle that I've seen looking straight up from the away end, it doesn't look as bad, but it's the fact that he's fluent, he's out of control, he hasn't won the ball, he looked nowhere near the ball. It was just a reckless, reckless moment for Josh. and It's a shame, isn't it? Because I genuinely, hand on heart, think, you know, on Saturday, he really was trying his best to track back. I've seen a shift in his attitude and I know we've had this discussion again um, with, you know, privately, not on, not on a podcast platform, but I genuinely believe that he seems more motivated, he seems happier than he was. Now, whether that's because 
my theory is that he's playing with higher calibre up top and he's partnered with someone who he knows is going to contribute as well. But have you seen that same shift in attitude? I know he bagged one against Barnett as well, which he took really well. What do you think on that? It's interesting because I put a question to you boys in our group chat saying, you know, do you think he's head to head? Do you think, you know, is he still being essentially, I don't know, is the idea of EFL interest still in his mind? It's hard to say. It is still early days, but I think, do you know what, I'll be honest, I don't know what to say. Now we move on to an individual who I know you'll have plenty to say about and I know you're convinced, very convinced by him, and if Pools fans aren't convinced by him yet, I would love to know the reasonings why. And this individual stole the vote for your man of the match against Gator by 1%. Our French midfielder, number eight, took 34% of the man of the match vote. How exciting and how much of a privilege is it to watch an individual like Anthony Gomez Mancini. I mean, wow. What a boy. What a boy. I mean, he's just an unbelievably talented, gifted player. And we are very fortunate to have him on our team, especially when you look at who else he's sharing that. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I feel with, i.e. Callum James Cook. Mm-hmm. I think we are so lucky to have them too at National League level. And hopefully, you know, which... <laughs> I don't again. I don't like to look at the, you know on the side of doom and gloom, but you always worry that with these kind of performances that he's putting in. I mean, come January, mm-hmm. there's bound to be interest from other football clubs, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we can keep him for as long as possible because I think we need people like him. You know, his talent, his his quality is what will get posed back to the football league. Callum Cook as well. It's he's just a special player, and last night him. And I must say, Callum Cook ran the show. The... Well, we will go on to that shortly. We won't jump ahead of ourselves by looking at the man of the matches for Maiden Ed. But I'm now going to ask you for your man of the match from the Gator game, please. Ooh, Gator. Um... Who got man of the match? Charlie Seaman got man of the match Saturday. And I'd agree with that entirely before you give yours. I just think he's uh, he certainly deserved that. I don't see... I mean, obviously, there was other players that put a shift in and I can't think of anyone who I wasn't convinced on. But for me, 
there was nowhere else I would have looked on Saturday in Charlie Seaman. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Made that first goal. That run that he did was brilliant. And he did everything that he needed to at the back as well, which is all you can ask for. But would you agree with that? Oh, I would. But I think if I was to make a counter-argument and maybe put another name in the mix, I would probably say Disarui. Two goals. Yeah, yeah. He played a part in his own goal for that second one. He was the one who, put, I think, played the ball across. To, I thought he'd put to it Cook. too wide. To be honest, I thought, oh dear, I don't know whether Cookie's getting this, as in in terms of being able to get the ball in as quick as he wanted to, because he had to push him out wide, didn't it? And then he had to bring it in. I think he beat a man and then put it across. But, ah, um, yeah, I think I'll say. I can away. see why you've said Manny D definitely, and that leads on to, of course, last night's antics. Pools running out three-one winners. Let's get the one slight negative out the way. And it is only a slight negative, And it's more disappointing than anything. Just to concede right at the end. Because I think it would have done uh, Dixon a lot, a lot of confidence. His boost. His boost. His confidence would have been extremely boosted, don't you think? Yeah, it was. It was just a little silly lapse in concentration. But that's what happens in the National League. If you switch off him for a single second, you get punished. Um, but yeah, that was the only negative of the night. That and, that and probably the referee. Yeah, I think that's going to be a common theme and it's easy for us to talk about it. Um, you know, and easy for us to kind of put our focus on that. But thankfully, it didn't affect the game detrimentally and Pools convincingly in the second half, tore them a new one. Were you worrying at half-time that it might be one of those games where we just couldn't finish a team off? I, I did have that thought, you know, because we've seen games like this before where you think, yeah, you're on top, you know, you're playing good football, you're creating chances, but you do sometimes get them bad, so it's like, oh, we're not going to score, you're going to be nil-nil, and I, I said to me, dad at half-time, I said, if we don't beat these, I said, geez, I said, these are really poor, like, really poor, like, we're on top, like, but thankfully, you know, second half, we ran them absolutely ragged, some good, intricate football from all over the gaff, and we managed to not only got one, we got we got three, and it, it rounded off a really good night at the office, and, and and put us in really good stead going into this weekend. Certainly does, and I know when we spoke after the game, one of the individuals that you named once again as a standout for you was Callum Cook, and ten percent of the voters agreed with you on the man of the match. Just perhaps talk to listeners why through why you went with Callum Cook for those who weren't there and, and perhaps you could just talk us through his performance games like that where you know you're playing again in, in no disrespect to Maiden Edu are quite obviously a low quality opposition you know we're quite happy to, to, to try and sit back essentially do what we did against Gator just try and sit back and when they do get the opportunity to come forward they'll try and come forward and counter both obviously games like that will benefit Callum Cook and time on the ball but his vision you know it, I think his all-round quality came out last night, you know, having the time to play God knows how many diagonal plays across, you know, whether that was from right to left, left to right. He just dictated the midfield. Same as Mancini as well, you know, both of them. You know, games like that suited both of them last night. You know, just... That's all you can say, really. Now, we talked a lot about the impact AMA had on the Gator game, yet again, he just ran the show with his... It seems like he has a ball on the string, do you know what I mean? He, he literally, the way he controls it, the way he gets away from his man, 
Obviously added a goal to his performance last night. 54% of you agreed with the, the verdict of him being man of the match um, on the poll again that we put out this morning. And it, it is difficult to argue with that, but I really want to talk about Charlie Seaman. My head nearly dropped off when he put that in the back of the net. It was just incredible. For right back to hit it with that power and that accuracy, following on from the run that he did. I mean, if you haven't seen the goal, listeners, honestly, you need to check it out, whether that's on the socials. I know that it's on YouTube as well for the highlights. I mean, it was just something else, wasn't it? I honestly thought it was going to fly over the bar. I, the run was brilliant, but I just thought, no, I thought, I thought Seaman doesn't put Darren and prove me wrong. The net just rippled. It was an unbelievable um, bit of play from start to finish. Like you say, gliding through, you know, turning past one or two main net players and then to finish it, it was just, like you say, I think I laughed when it went in because I just thought, what am I watching? Mm. What have I just seen? Mm. But yeah, what an absolute boy and he's proven to be an unbelievable asset and it will be a huge ask because a lot might depend on where we are come the end of the season, but I'd love to get him back on a permanent deal maybe next summer. If wow. That's... Bold no. statement already. Are you, do you disagree? I don't disagree. However, I don't want to jump the gun. Oh, no. And be like, yeah, this guy, you know, is going to be absolutely incredible for us. He's... But I can't, I can't deny it that I do agree with, from what I've seen so far... He wouldn't look out of place in our team in League Two. Not a chance if we can get up and get back into the Football League at the first time of asking. I mean, how nice is it to actually be recording a podcast episode? I know we could go into a lot more depth about things and I think at times it's just best to talk about a few individual comments, a few positive things that we can take away from it instead of going into everything in massive detail because, you know, some people as well we're conscious of will want to hear the the key information, the key key points and not kind of go into it in, in too much depth. We love going into it in depth, but we wanted to make this a bit more of a, a short and snappy episode. I mean, six points out of the last six available, six points out of nine Heading into Southend at the weekend, um, which will obviously be a tough task. Southend, despite all the troubles that they've got going on off the pitch, seem to be a team that are going to be difficult to break down. I mean, how are you kind of feeling heading into the weekend's game? It's going to be tough. It's probably... I mean, every game's tough to a, to a, to a certain degree, but I think this could be the toughest game that we've had. Um, like you say... They weren't even sure if they were going to kick a ball come August 5th, and they have done, and, and look where they are now. I mean, I know they got beat off Dorkin last night, but they've, they've had a really good, quick start to life in the National League. So I think for me, if you're asking me, I'd be quite happy to come back up the road with a point. Three would be a bonus, but uh, no, it's going to be a really good, stern test. And I think as well, you know, we, looked at, we, we said the same thing about Chesterfield, but I think this w- would be a really good benchmark to see where we are. And if we can go down there, look the part, and even if we outplayed them, I think that would say a lot about where this pool side is um, going into what is going to be a tough end to August, having filed at home and then 
making that bank holiday trip down to Chesterfield. But yeah, definitely a point would, wouldn't be a bad result on Saturday. No, I mean, I came away from last night having watched that second half performance just so full of confidence. I felt on top of the world, not being funny. And and it's just nice. Nice doesn't justify it. It's, what, what's the best word? satisfying really is to come away from a Pulse game seeing a team that are united I know we were talking about this this morning about how everybody seems to have pulled into this together I mean an example of that when Mancini got um, named man of the match Seaman like clapped over the bench even though he's the other side of the pitch and you can tell that the players are buying into what Askey wants and buying into this football club and that is what I want to end this episode on because I think Coming away from yesterday's game, we can definitely go and get a good, solid point on Saturday, if not more. I will not for one minute get carried away because we all know there's going to be tons of ups and downs this season. But to be there last night and seeing that and to actually be coming away from a game and feeling so positive and feeling like everyone is actually pulling in the right direction, united, together united is a feeling, as a famous song goes, that I can't explain. So, you know, let's hope that this continues on an upward trajectory. We can continue having a positive August. You know, we're going to keep bringing you the content that you want and really hope that, I mean, it makes our job even easier as podcasters to create this content when things are going well because we know people are going to be enjoying listening to the episodes are going to want to listen to the episodes um but yeah we're going to keep that content going let's hope that pools can keep that free-flowing ascii ball content coming and um let's see where it takes us i mean all we have to do and i know that there's certain people saying well there's still this there's still that Let's just focus on getting behind those boys. Let's just focus on backing them week in, week out because those lads have bought into it and that's all we can ask for. And I'm going to end that episode, end this episode right there on the point that Pools have just taken six points out of six. We've scored five goals in two and who knows, this could be the start of a very special National League campaign. As ever, keep the faith back the boys and never say die we will see you in the next episode the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges honesty is key in any relationship if your friend asks you how you are feeling tell them Honestly, if you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.